Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, and tonight we're pleased to have Mike Hennessy, Director of Innovation at Wanna Brands. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, Latham. Pleasure to, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Right on. Thanks for coming on. A fellow, fellow edible person, which is nice because um, there's a lot of good things happening in this bad time with regard to edibles. Uh, we've seen a little uptick in our market with regard to people backing away from vaping and smoking. Are, are you seeing the same thing out in all your markets? Because you're in about six markets, I think, right? Yeah, we are. And I, I would say nationally, there's been a significant uptick in edible sales, which just makes a lot of sense when there's a major respiratory disease out there. The people are going to be moving away from you know, respiratory inhalation. So let me ask you about, why don't you tell the folks at home what Wanda Brands does? It looks like you make a gummy, basically, a nice little treat, um, and you do it both in CBD and uh, CBD THC. Why don't you let people know what you do? Yeah, we were founded in 2010, so definitely one of the OG producers uh, in the cannabis space. Founded here in Colorado, where I'm located, um, and we've been an edibles manufacturer. Um, we really hit the nail on the head early on with our gummies. And so that's become our flagship product. Uh, we also make tablets and capsules. Um, and a little over a year ago, we launched a line of uh, vaporizers as well. Um, so kind of a diversified pro portfolio there, but um, definitely one of the top brands you can see in the space. Um, but are those uh, CBD only vapes or are they T CBD THC? We do uh, just THC vapes right now. And part of that is actually due to uh, kind of a little foresight on the vaping crisis. When uh, we were looking into and developing this vape line, we realized cutting agents had the potential to cause respiratory illnesses. And we wanted to shy away from anything that would be cutting our vapes. And I'm not sure if you know, Latham, but high CBD, really anything above 65, 68% CBD starts to crystallize. So when you see a pure CBD vape, it has to be cut with something. Um, so yeah, the infamous honey cut. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because uh, on that subject, I was hearing about uh, two years ago, there was some murmuring about Honeycutt and within the industry. And I don't want to name names to get anybody in trouble, but they definitely <laughs> recognize there was an issue with it. And uh, so <clears throat> it was out there before people really started saying it was, you know. Oh, it was. And, and I heard that as well. I think it was an, an easy because these were sort of ingredients that were generally good to eat or safe, it sounded like something that should be safe to put into a vape. Um, right. So I don't know that it was malicious intent, right? But uh, a lot of times when you're on the cutting edge of new developments, you got to really do your research, right? Yeah, and I don't think that was well-researched, frankly. I mean, <laughs> I, think that, I think the scientists knew. I think they had a good inkling of it. Uh, but I don't know if they knew to the extent. Basically, I think it's about the usage characteristic too. The people who are using vapes tend to hit them hard a lot because it's a, kind of a, 
you know, a, a need thing where you've got something in your mouth that's an oral fixation thing, much like cigarettes. Uh, so I think people really got in over their head with it and got exposed to a lot more in their lungs than they ever anticipated. Oh, absolutely. No, I think you're totally right on that. So let me ask you a question. Um, I noticed you have a MS degree from University of Maryland and in cannabis science and therapeutics. Is that a fairly new thing or is it something I've had in the works for a long time? Oh, it's actually brand new. So I am, um, I'm working on, I'm in the process of working on that master's degree. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. So it started last summer and to my knowledge, and I believe University of Maryland's knowledge, it's the first of its kind at a master's level uh, to be teaching cannabis science and therapeutics. That's very unusual, especially I, I'm surprised that it's out of Maryland. And it's kind of been uh, encouraging, though, to hear that it's coming out of the East Coast now for once. It is. Um, I think that they were uh, really ahead of the curve with that. Um, Maryland has been doing some research on cannabis the last several years. So if you've sort of been following their research, it's not completely surprising. And it, what I really commend them on was putting it through the school of pharmacy. So they're taking yeah. a very uh, approach is this is a, a medical drug and looking at the way that it interacts with our bodies and the way that our bodies interact with cannabis and really empowering both doctors and innovators like myself to better understand how to use this plan and how to make products with this plan. And talk about a great, great um, look in terms of FDA approval or eventual approval. It's a good look to have it go through the, the school. Is it a school of pharmacology? Um, it's it's the school of pharmacy. So it's UMD okay. school of pharmacy, yeah. Rather than the ag department, which is so many of the programs out here in California. And I think in, in Colorado too, they're going through ag. So I know that Davis has a program. I know that Sonoma State here has a program. And I believe... Uh, San Luis Obispo has a program too, but it's all ag-based. It's not in the school of pharmacy. Oh, and that's so important. We need to have people that are growing the plant. We need to have people that are processing the plant. When I view innovation, it's really something, it's not one thing that you put your finger on, right? That you need to look at right genetics, the right way to grow it, the right way to extract it. You're all trying to get the right medicine and the right uh, compounds to give people the right experience they need. And so you need innovators and educators all throughout the space. Uh, but this is a really unique side that they've taken that I, I really commend them on. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that it's in the beltway, you know, because, you, you know, we all know, especially here in the West coast and you're, you're West coast basically too, is, you know, nothing gets done unless it's in the Virginia, Maryland, you know, DC corridor in terms of legislation. So hopefully this will have a good effect on the way the FDA is looking at cannabis going forward. I agree. And you know, Latham, uh, having been at the University of Maryland for my undergrad degree as well, um, I was a, a member at Normal as well as SSDP, Students for Sensible Drug Policy there. And because of our location to the Capitol, a lot of the more legislative side of things will go through those local chapters there in the Beltway area. Yeah. I mean, it's a, for, for us out here on the West Coast, it's sometimes hard to get our head around how actual policy is made. I have fortunate to have a, a brother-in-law who works for the federal government and his partner does too. And so I hear a lot of things about how things get done and it's not exactly as easy or um, seamless as people tend to think. It's, it's a hard <laughs> fight. I'm sure you know that. Oh man, uh, if you've got any insights on how things get done, you let me know. <laughs> no, I am not the guy to ask for that. 
So, um, Mike, I saw that you, you're really ba- basically a bootstrap guy. You were, you've been in Wana for a long time and you, you basically worked your way up the ranks there. So this is kind of exciting for you. And, uh, it's great for me to see that someone who's put their life into it and is really expanding their role. That's encouraging to see because you know how the cannabis business has been, it's been very weird to put it mildly, especially in the last couple of years. It, you know, it's something that I in college decided I wanted to be in the cannabis industry. I mean, I was, I was laughed at by my friends. They really? said, that's never going to happen. And really? Oh, absolutely. 2010, 2011, it, especially in Maryland, this was this was a far off pipe dream. Yeah, I mean, it was for a lot of people, especially people slinging weed on the on the you know day to day basis. So, on that subject, before we go to the first break, let's talk. What's your historical relationship to cannabis, and, and what got you there, and what got you motivated to want to have a career in cannabis? So I actually didn't, I didn't use cannabis until college. And, okay. and when I started, it was a really just a social thing. And I realized a lot of personal benefits from creativity, art, music, really enjoyed it. I think, I think the turning point for me, though, was a former roommate in college uh, had a pretty moderate form of epilepsy. Okay. And I was able to witness firsthand how when he would consume cannabis as a seizure was coming on, it would absolutely go away. And That's it, incredible. It, it, it was very incredible. I mean, it would completely stop because the inverse was if he didn't smoke cannabis, he would have a seizure. And after the seizure, it's not just that one event. It's next day or two, you're out of commission. And that yeah. has health consequences, right? Yes, it does. I have a cousin who has severe grandma seizures, and she obviously has to take a lot of stuff for it. And they're brutal. It is. It's brutal. And so to see how... Such a small and fast-acting experience could just stop that so quickly. Really, just changed my. It's not that I had a negative opinion on it, but it it really shined a new light on cannabis for me. I saw it as something new and that could really positively benefit people, and really started me on my journey to come here to Colorado after I graduated. Right? Are you an East Coast guy? Yeah, born in Virginia, born uh, born and raised Virginia. Um, so mostly grew up most of my life on the East Coast. And uh, it, it was good timing as I was graduating. Uh, I, I knew I wanted to come out West, I'm big outdoorsman, and uh, kind of took a road trip across the country and picked some favorite places. And while that was happening, Colorado uh, passed Amendment 64. And mm-hmm. I put my finger on it and said, I'm going there. Right on. All right, we're going to go to our first break. Believe it or not, that was a pretty quick segment there. And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about um, normal, uh, N-O-R-M-L for those people out there. And uh, where I think and get Mike's opinion, where the cannabis business is going in the next couple of years. We'll be right back with Mike Hennessy, Hennessy, sorry, from Wanna Brands. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. 
Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The, the Green, Green Peak, Peak with Richard Zwicky. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Days and Infused. I'm Nathan Woodward, your host, back again with Mike Hennessy from Wana Brands. And when we left for the break, we were going to come back and talk about uh, the NORML, N-O-R-M-L, which National Organization of Reform of Marijuana Laws, probably the oldest organization in the U.S. that has been fighting the fight since we were whippersnappers and trying to get marijuana laws changed. And you work for the D.C. chapter, Mike, is that right? Yeah, it was the University of Maryland chapter. And so by defunct, it was, it, I was also part of the DC chapter there. Okay. And do you think there's a role for normal going forward or is it, is it kind of timed out? Well, let me ask you this is, are the marijuana laws reformed yet? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, Mike. <laughs> no, they are not. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, especially with, uh, I've talked to Andrew D'Angelo about the last prisoner project and, uh, it's just shocking to me how many people are still in federal and state prisons around the country on stupid marijuana crimes. It's insane, actually. It's really, really sad to see. Um, I'm very, very supportive of the work that Last Prisoner Project's doing. And I, I am happy to say that Wanna Brands is a big supporter of their organization. Right on. Yeah, the, he and his brother Steve are doing amazing work. They've done amazing work. They continue to do amazing work. And they're... Um, shepherds of this nascent industry to get it to the next step. And I'm, I was very enthused to have them on the program because they're very interesting. Are you, are you seeing any kind of um, issues with prisoner release in Colorado? I know that's now your home. Uh, are there still people languishing in prisons in Colorado? Do you know? Uh, unfortunately there are. Um, wow. I do know that LPP is doing a lot of work here. Um, and I, I'm hoping that we're getting traction. Um, mm -hmm. I do know that there's, a lot of receptive ears uh, in the government here. So I'm hope, hoping to see good traction and movement um, towards more releases. One thing Colorado has done has allowed for um, previous convictions to vote. Um, so I think that's a big voice that needs to be heard as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, marijuana laws, especially, I, I don't even know what system you use in Colorado, but here in California, we use the BCC and metric. I'm sure you're aware of them because you have a footprint here as well. Um, boy, is it interesting navigating those waters. It's just so convoluted constantly. And uh, being in the edible sphere, just having to upload and download so much stuff, it's almost anti-competitive in a way. You know, it just makes things really difficult to deal with. Oh, it does. And I, I'm familiar with metric back in the very, very early days. My uh, my first furrow in furrow into cannabis industry was as a licensed courier. So it gave me an opportunity to meet with many, many growers, producers, brands. But it also put me right on the cusp of what metric was doing, carrying manifests and trying to understand what it was we were supposed to do to comply with the laws. And it's gotten better since then, but it's it's still pretty interesting. That's actually hard for me to believe because I just did a bunch of metric tags and I was like, oh, oh my God. It's <laughs> <This is> so <laughs> overwhelming. Yeah. Well, they're just really learning it out in California now. Oh, yeah. I mean, back in the day, though, I mean, just slinging was so easy. But, you know, you, you, things change. Things change, you know, and you move <laughs> forward. What do you what do you have um, in the pipeline? Anything you want to share with people at home in terms of new product de development? Or is that still hush-hush for you? Well, I'm definitely happy to talk about some trends that I've seen. and Great. Um, and then and then I'll dive into something new that we've just released. Um, Go for it. What do, you, what do you think the new trends are coming up for 2020, 2021? I think one of the biggest trends we're going to be seeing is uh, increase in working on the bioavailability of cannabinoids. So I'm sure, as you know, working in food, cannabis is an oil and oils are difficult to put into our bodies because we're mostly water, right? Yeah. So as great as edibles are, they're really not a very good delivery system right now for, uh, for a lot of cannabinoids. Um, on other side of the coin, they do produce another experience. They produce that longer lasting, more intense experience, which is awesome for people that need to sleep or that are looking for longer relief or a longer experience, right? Right, right. You're not always looking for that though. A lot of times you're looking for something a little bit more fast acting. And in order to do that, you need to increase the bioavailability of cannabinoids. So is that to bypass your liver um, function metabolizing in through the liver and get it through your kidney metabolization? Is that correct? Or I'm not a scientist, but that's no, that's saying. absolutely correct. Yeah. So the changes happen in the liver. So we're trying to bypass that first pass metabolism. Right. And that's also because it metabolizes in the liver. Most oils that you ingest, like the ones we utilize, um, that it gives you that prolonged exposure rate too. And it, it tends to go a little longer and uh, doesn't wear off as fast. Is, is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And that experience, I'll, I'll let you know, is from a metabolite called 11-hydroxy-THC, or you just right. can call hydroxy-THC. And that's an offshoot of this standard uh, cannabinoid uh, molecule model, correct? And that's a delta-9. You've got it. Yeah, I, I think I've seen both of these in a representation. It's interesting. It's it's funny to me, and I'm sure you have the same conversations with people who buy your product, but as far as my product goes, I do go the old route and you have a different approach to it. And I tell people, because we're a low dosage product, we, we have a compounding effect. So people go, well, it's only five milligrams. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't work like that with this product. When you take it, it's five milligrams. If you do another drink or you have another dessert with five milligrams in it 
20 minutes after the first 20 minutes go, you're really kind of getting 7.5 to 10 milligrams. And then if you go a third, it compounds yet again. So you're actually ingesting 15. So it's a hard one to explain to people, especially bud tenders who are sometimes my friends, sometimes not. And <laughs> they don't seem to get it sometimes. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest things about innovating new products in cannabis is that we need to make sure that that education gets to the consumer. And I mean, you need to be educating your bud tenders because they really are, you know, our outlets, our voice to a consumer most of the time. I just wish that, I mean, I'm sure you know this too. I just wish that the people on the retail side would understand that basically they have, I, I, I hate to use the word like a, a counter pharmacist, right? They're there for education. They're not just there to sling, right? And that's a, the big difference. People need to understand that when mom and dad go in there because they didn't want to have cannabis in their life, but now they can, it's legal. They want education. They want to know what's good for them, not just what's on special. Right. I, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but there have been some reports that 70% of products purchased at a dispensary are exactly what the bud tenders recommended. So if you come into a store looking for a certain product, 70% yeah. of the time, you're actually going to leave with what the bud tender recommended for you. That's yeah. a huge amount of power. And, um, you know, I'm a, a user of CBD oils almost every night because it has really improved my sleep and my deep REM sleep. And I am actually, because there was a tremendous amount of products out there when it really came out hard charging. Now I'm having a hard time finding those 30 to ones. Um, it's just because the educational process was so bad or they were non-receptive to hearing the educational process so that they could do the sell-through that your you, good brands are now falling away. The ones that, that I liked and it's just, it's kind of tragic actually. Well, I tell you, we used to make a product that was a 10 to one product. Mm -hmm. um, we've had to discontinue that um, for some of our markets specifically because it, it wasn't selling, even though yeah. I think it was one of the best products we made. And 10 to then, one's a great, oh, that's a great ratio. It is, but we have been able to expand that we've done one-to-ones, two-to-ones, and five-to-ones. And now with our Wana Wellness brand that offers a THC-free, full-spectrum, uh, broad-spectrum CBD product, I do think that we're able to offer a full range to our customers. But a lot of times those high-potency high CBD products just don't get the voice they need in a, in a dispensary. What, what regions are you selling those in right now? Uh, the two-to-ones and the five-to-ones right now are in Colorado. Our one-to-ones are available in, I believe, every market right now. And you're not strain-specific on any of these, are you? Or you are, actually. You actually do list them as sativa and, and uh, hybrids uh, and indica. I mean, are they truly indica and sativa? Because you see that sometimes and they're just not. You know what I mean? So that's actually an upcoming trend that uh, we have. So I'll tell you what we're doing right now, and I'll tell you what we're transitioning to. Great. So right now, we partner with... Um, some of the largest, most reputable grows in the country here in Colorado, we're with Los Sueños Farms, very, very large outdoor. So you're getting sun-grown cannabis, very broad spectrum. We pick out strains with them that are classified by the growers as sativa or indica. And we pull off the terpenes with, and then we reintroduce those terpenes when we do the supercritical CO2 extraction. Um, so that's really where we're getting the indica and the sativa strain specific from. Can I go a little deep with you and nerdy on this? Bartender oh, nerdy is. <laughs> are you testing the genomics so you know that they are truly a hybrid or a sativa or indica, or are you just going with the the names? 
Uh, so Wanted does not do the testing. They're not our strains. Um, okay. What we do is we work with growers that are working with genetics companies. So companies like Phylos Bioscience and Medicinal mm -hmm. Genomics. Um, Los Suenos has worked with Medicinal Genomics to test uh, their strains and actually look at the genetics to them. Um, like I said, it's it's even beyond the growing. It's going back to the genetics first. Right. Well, um, we're going to go to our next break, our final break. And when we come back, we're going to, of course, ask Mike a stony story and see if he's got one to relate to the people at home. They're always kind of funny. Um, and I'd like to just get your take more on where the industry is going and about CBD. Uh, those two subjects are very near and dear to my heart because of a lot of things you see at CVS and Safeway and things like that that kind of make my blood boil. So we'll be right back with Mike Hennessy from Wana Brands. Thanks for listening to Days and Infused. We'll be right back. We'll be back to crave your sweet tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I said palm tree, make California. Yo, 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 this your boy, TJ. Shrimp that James. You listen to Dr. Bean on Cannabis Confidential. L.A., what up? People were so excited to see you supporting our industry, and it's so important to see people who are mainstream, who are out there, that people look up to. That was my first one ever going to, so that was definitely a big deal for me. It's not just, oh man, just come smoke a bunch of joints. It's a lot of science into it. It's way more interesting than a lot of people might think who look down, per se, on what we enjoy. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Dazed and Infused. This is Latham Woodward, your host with Mike Hennessy from Wanna Brands. When we went to the break, we're talking about coming back and talking about two subjects, where the market is going and CBD oil. Let's start with where the market is going, Mike. Where do you think we're going in the next year or two? I think we're going to be looking a lot more into, as we were speaking before the break, on genetics. Yeah. I think we're going to be looking a lot into minor cannabinoids and terpenes, and really amping up products that utilize the entourage effect, right? Yeah. I, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more products that have unique blends 
that are producing experiences. We understand that cannabis can do all sorts of different things for people. And it's really a, a measure of what the blend of cannabinoids and terpenes and other beneficial plant compounds that are found in a product that really deliver those experiences. Yeah, I think we're going to catch up you and I in the next year because I've been working on some stuff with some other people out here, um, not my brand, but other brands that we're I'm just loosely associated with that um, are really kind of game changers within the terpene space. And I, I love that whole thing. And I, I like the food pairing thing. And we've had a lot of chefs on. And there are people who understand terpenes and they understand what they do from a um, basically not just a food standpoint, but how it reacts to, within your body. And I think that that's a good point. I, I like hearing that. But now let's talk about my bugaboo, CBD snake oil available at CVS, Walgreens, and other places. What's your take on this? Well, we do have a, a CBD brand ourselves. And I, I think that there's certain ways to do this that avoid it being a snake oil. And there's yeah. a lot of ways that end up with snake oil. It, it's all about what are you extracting? How are you processing it? So if you're just putting CBD isolate, there are studies that show a CBD isolate is far less effective than a broad spectrum, really utilizing all the parts of the hemp plant to get the medicinal effects of it. Yeah. And the other thing is there's been many news agencies gone out and actually potency tested products and found 20, 30% don't even have any CBD in them at all. Yeah. And I also heard today from a, a fellow, Lucas Seymour from Q Brands, that they've been doing some off-the-shelf testing of CBD just to for their own knowledge base, that doses noted on containers of things that they bought at these commercial outlets were as much as 85 to 90% off of their true mark it, in the it testing. Is. It's incredible. And so that is a snake oil. I mean, that that's really what that is. And it, yeah. it's devaluing the entire industry. And I think people like you... Bingo. I'm so happy to hear you say that because it's hurting the people who try, who really put time and effort into it. And that's I'm glad to hear you say that because it does hurt the cannabis business, the CBD business. It hurts us all. You know, there's something here and we need good brands and good products that are going to deliver to the customers what they say they're going to because... Otherwise, people are going to try something, find it doesn't work for them, and think that it, the, the entire idea that CBD isn't beneficial. Right. So the end word on this is buyer beware. Know your farmer. Know your juice. Know, know what you're buying. So if you're out there looking for a CBD oil, and I do, I do recommend you people at home look for a good CBD oil. It would really help them, as we've heard on this show many times from many different people. Not all of it's snake oil, but look for reputable brands with um, reputable practices. Mike, it's time for Stony Story. Stony Story. Um, so this one is from a little bit before my time at Warner Brands. Um, All right. This one's too good not to share. It's it's a legend story. It, it is. It's a legend story. Um, so Wana, founded by Nancy Whiteman, um, absolutely wonderful co-founder and CEO. And back, back in 2010, 2011, there was not really a clear direction on what an edible should be. There was obviously brownies and cookies and people were making weird candies and some drinks and stuff. But I mean, it was free range. You could pretty much make whatever you want and see, see if that's what consumers were looking for. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I, I like beef jerky. And we thought maybe that would be a pretty cool idea to infuse beef jerky, right? 
Who doesn't like beef jerky, Mike? I, you know, <laughs> even vegans like beef jerky. Even <laughs> vegans like bacon. Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. So we got a we got a meat grinder, and we started purchasing meat, and we started infusing this beef jerky with cannabis oil. And I tell you what, that had obviously never been done before because it is just a terrible product. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was no good. So no one wants hash oil in their beef jerky. Let's keep that separate. I'll recommend any other innovators or food developers out there. It's a good idea, but pass that one by. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Well, um, that's good advice from a man who knows what he's doing. Thank you, Mike. Um, would you have anything to plug that's coming up or new products that you want to share a bit about? I would love to talk about a new product we just released here in Colorado, soon to be coming to the rest of the nation, which is a Wanna Quick fast-acting gummy. Um, nice. So we're doing Wanna Quick line. These are gummies with encapsulated cannabinoids. And so we're encapsulating them with a proprietary technology that bypasses the liver, as we were talking about, delivering that Delta 9 experience. We also have on our Wana Wellness side, a new line of tinctures that will be just launched. Um, And those, these are also encapsulated forms that are helping to deliver CBD more effectively and more bioavailably. Um, So we're really excited about these products. I think they're going to help start changing the conversation on cannabis. Right on. And uh, for those of you at home in Colorado and let's see where else, you can buy um, these in many, many states, Arizona, California, Colorado, Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, Oklahoma, and Oregon. Quite a quite a roundup there. I like it. Um, Mike, thanks very much for being here. And as always, this show is brought to you by Shuggies, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S, delicious cannabis-infused agave syrup and sugar in individual stick packs available in boxes of 20 and now individual stick packs for POS sales. Look for us at shuggies.com. That's S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S.com. And uh, once again, Mike Hennessy, Wana Brands, thanks for being on the show and thanks for the beef jerky story, man. And thanks for your insight. (laughs) Thanks, Nathan. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.